2: Today's WRAL Weather Alert Day includes severe storm threats. We're going town by town to show you what to expect over the next few hours and the next few days.
3: Breaking news. A witness tells WRAL, a grocery store clerk, stabbed a customer twice in downtown Raleigh. He was in rough, rough shape. Only on WRAL. Hear from the man who stepped in to perform CPR. Severe weather is starting to push into the area right now. Thank you for joining us. I'm Gerald Owens. Today is a WREO weather alert day, and here's why. This system produced hail in parts of North Carolina. This is Mount Airy not too long ago. And take a look at all the lightning associated with this line of storms moving this way. This threat's going to stick around for a few more hours. Meteorologist Kat Campbell's in the W R L Severe Weather Center with what we need to know. Cat?
2: These storms just moving into the western part of our viewing area, Gerald, and they'll continue to push in later on tonight. A lot of lightning and a severe thunderstorm warning in effect in southern Virginia right now. That is the only warning at this point, but we do have some rain and uh, even a few bolts of lightning approaching Durham. So heads up, you may see a little quick shower in Durham and Chapel Hill, but we do have a more intense thunderstorm around Roxborough. A lot of lightning and heavy rain no significant threat for hail as of right now in our viewing area but we do still have all these thunderstorms off to our west that will be moving in over the next couple of hours and in our southern counties we have one storm right now just to the southwest we'll keep an eye on that but the threat for severe weather has been lower in our southern counties pretty much all day long. We've been focused on the northern part of our viewing area. Future cast continues to show these showers and storms moving in from the west tonight. 9 o'clock, we could still be seeing some showers and storms around the triangle. But once we get past 10 o'clock, any threat for severe weather should quickly diminish because the cold front will be passing through and that's going to mean more stable air. The threat for rain, though, certainly not over tomorrow. A lot more rain on the way. We keep in the chance for rain throughout the day, with growing rain chances even into tomorrow evening, and a washout ahead on Saturday. I'll have a more in-depth look at Easter weekend coming
3: up, Gerald. Okay, Kat, we'll see you in a few minutes. Thank you. I'm Mark Boyle, in the Live Center Cat was
1: talking about the possibility of some hail in some locations. We are seeing that off to our west. This is from Taylorsville, so towards Mount Airy. You can see in this shot outside this uh, viewer's back deck. You can see some of the small hail there accumulating. And Alexander County also reporting more hail. This is another clip of video uh, we had into the Live Center this evening. So it gives you just a little idea of uh, what some folks are dealing with. Again, this is off to the west towards the mountains uh, in that area, but we certainly will keep it very close eye on the weather conditions as they will change later this evening back to you
3: thank you mark we are following breaking news in downtown raleigh a man was seriously injured in a stabbing at a convenience store witnesses say the clerk stabbed a customer WR's eric miller is live on south wilmington street where all of this happened and police are still at the scene eric that's right, Gerald.
0: Four hours in counting here. Police surrounding Taz's convenience store on Wilmington Street, talking with neighboring businesses in the last few minutes. They tell us there are a lot of issues out here, fights, arguments, you name it. But this crime today, this has been something else. You take a look at some of this video from this scene. You can see the police have been out here investigating, pouring over evidence. Witnesses say this started right around 3.45 this afternoon. The clerk inside Taz's was arguing with a customer in there. That argument turned into a fight. The clerk then stabbing that man two to three times. The victim then staggering out onto Wilmington Street where he collapsed on a sidewalk. Witnesses then went running for help. And miraculously, there happened to be a former medical worker having lunch less than a block away. He was able to rush over and give that victim CPR. Um, He had a stab wound to his chest right about here and here. I couldn't feel a pulse, so I did a few rounds of CPR. um, And uh, about that time, the police showed up and took him away. He did seem to, kind. after I did CPR on him, he he started moving his arms. um, But he was in rough, rough shape. And we have been checking in with Raleigh Police all afternoon, getting updates on that man's condition. We're told when he was rushed to the hospital, it was not looking good. Very critical. We will keep checking in throughout this afternoon and evening. Now, if this area looks familiar, it's because this has been a very busy week for crime in downtown. Just within the last week, there have been three bank robberies within two blocks of where I'm standing. As of right now, there's no ties that we know of to this it. It stabbing, but still very concerning. Everybody walking around downtown, all of these neighboring businesses, very unusual week. You're in downtown Raleigh, Gerald.
3: And we'll look for your update on that man's condition in this case, Eric. Eric Miller, live in Raleigh. Thank you. Happening right now, a discussion about gun violence in Durham. Local leaders and the Durham County Sheriff are part of the event. WRO's Aaron Thomas explains one of the main issues at the center of this discussion.
1: Inside of Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, Durham County Sheriff Clarence Burkhead is joined by several local leaders of organizations having a passionate discussion about gun violence. Many people in the community, they see the devastating impact and they definitely want solutions. One focus, addressing violence and gun use among young people. Tonight's meeting comes a day after authorities found a student with a handgun at Githens Middle School in Durham. And WREL has reported on more than 11 people under the age of 18 shot in the city of Durham just this year. The sight of crime scenes becoming too much to bear for these residents. We spoke with Dr. Wanda Boone with the group Together for Resilient Youth. Here's how she wants to confront gun violence. We need to heal as a community um, and to understand how... We may be harming each other by our feelings and thoughts and ways of being and become a gentler, kinder, more understanding place
3: to live. And that starts with all of us.
1: The Durham branch of the NAACP and the Durham Committee on the Affairs of Black People are hosting
3: tonight's discussion. Aaron Thomas, WRL News, Durham. We have covered gun violence extensively in our documentary, Durham Under Fire. We have a companion podcast that you can listen to right now. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts by searching WRAL doc. A threat against at Orange County High School this morning was bogus. The Orange County Sheriff's Office said a social media post thought to be a threat against Cedar Ridge High School was actually a post from 2018 that had been shared many times. The Sheriff's Office provided more security on campus as a precaution. It could soon be easier for law enforcement to share the identity of suspects under 18. That hasn't been allowed since 2020. The state Senate passed a bill to do just that. WRO's Destiny Patterson explains why.
4: If passed, law enforcement agencies would be able to share a name, a photo, details about the accused crime, and whether that person is considered a threat. It's a bill that passed nearly unanimously through the state Senate today. This bill proposes that law enforcement be able to share the identities of suspects under 18 if they're still looking for them and are accused of committing a serious felony.
0: It doesn't apply to misdemeanors, doesn't apply to the lower level felonies.
4: It comes in response to the murders of Lyric Woods and Devin Clark in Orange County, where the sheriff says he legally could not share any information about the 17-year-old suspect, which caused the public to lose trust in the office's ability to effectively investigate the case.
0: When you have a murderer or a rapist, an arsonist, uh, uh, or a, a drug dealer who uh, may be under 18, but is a menace and a threat to the public, the welfare of the public outweighs Uh, the inconvenience that might come to the person who's committed that heinous crime.
4: According to the state's Department of Public Safety, firearm offenses made up 13 percent of all juvenile offenses in 2021. 16 and 17 year olds made up two thirds of all juvenile complaints.
0: This is definitely an enhancement to public safety for the uh, citizens of our state.
4: But not everyone agrees. The ACLU is opposed to the bill, saying that it's a step back for North Carolina. In a statement, Senior Policy Counsel, Liz Barber said in part, quote, if enacted, Senate Bill 303 will perpetuate a cycle of harm and criminalization that has been incredibly costly to the state and will only make our communities less safe. Investigators would need a judge's permission to share that information, and once a suspect is caught, any identifying information should be scrubbed from the law enforcement agency's website or social media. Destiny Patterson, WRL News, Raleigh.
3: That bill now heads to the House of Representatives for more discussion. Local lawmakers filed a bill to improve parade safety after the death of a girl in the Raleigh Christmas parade last year. The Shine Like Haley Parade Safety Act is named after Haley Brooks, the 11-year-old girl who was killed when a driver of a truck pulling a float lost control of his brakes. The bill would set a minimum age of 25 for drivers in a parade and require them to get a permit from the city where the parade is taking place. The permit would require a vehicle safety inspection by law enforcement and verification of a valid driver's license and registration. The legislation would apply to any city over 35,000 people. The state house passed their version of the budget today and now it heads to the Senate. Republican lawmakers say their proposed budget addresses inflation with bigger teacher and state worker raises while spending cautiously. $29.8 billion would be spent the first fiscal year starting in July. 30.9 billion starting next July. The Senate will approve its own version of the budget later this spring before ultimately working out a final bill for Governor Cooper to sign. Now you can read more about what's in the House budget on wrl.com. The FBI is looking into allegations of extortion by a Durham City Council member. WRS Durham reporter Sarah Kruger discovered that after she requested city council's emails. <laughs>
5: I got more than 100 pages of city council emails through a records request and that is what stood out to me most. We already knew that the State Bureau of Investigation was looking into this. Now it could go federal as well. The mayor revealed on March 23rd in a city council work session that there were allegations that Councilwoman Monique Halsey hyman extorted a developer proposing a donation to her campaign in exchange for support for their project. Emails WRL obtained through a records request show on March March 24th, an FBI agent wrote to the mayor and city attorney to request a copy of those allegations as they may constitute federal crimes. The mayor responded to schedule a sit-down interview. Durham attorney Daniel Meyer, who is not involved with this case, explained extortion could lead to prison time even for someone with no record.
1: What the issue is going to come down to is with a lot of them, is what evidence do they have? I mean, at the end of the day, if it's just the developer saying this is what she said and her saying no, or better yet, her listening to her lawyers and saying nothing, um, you're probably not going to get there.
5: And I still have a number of outstanding public records requests on this, so I hope to get some more information in the coming days and weeks. Sarah Kruger, WRAL News, Durham.
3: Still ahead, horrific allegations against a Raleigh woman tonight. The former social worker is accused of pouring boiling water on her grandson and not getting him medical attention. What else we know about the investigation coming up? Plus a warning for parents tonight, a kid's game is being recalled because it's a choking hazard. And as we had to break, here's a live look at Roxborough through the WRAL live cam network. The rain is falling, there is lightning in the area and the wind is howling there. Meteorologist Cat Campbell will be back after the break. Tell us what's going on around the area. juvenile
1: petitions against students at a school in Rocky Mount to tell you about right now after a school threat. Take a look at your screen. This is a release just coming into the Live Center, new at 7. A school resource officer from the Rocky Mount Police Department responded to the New Life Christian Academy in reference to two students who had communicated threats. Both students were immediately removed from the classroom and expelled for the remainder of the school year. The investigation continues. Nothing happened, but they were a
3: threat. Another example of how these schools are taking these very seriously. Back to you. Thank you, Mark. A Wake County woman is in jail tonight accused of pouring scalding water on her nine-year-old grandson who has autism. Attorneys say the woman is a former social worker in the Wake County school system. WRO's Chelsea Donovan was in court today and explains why the state says this isn't the only abuse this woman is accused of.
6: It was said in court today that these burns were so severe and the boy never received medical attention, so he would go to his neighbor's houses and ask to mow their lawn simply so he could buy burn cream. Uh, Yes,
4: ma'am, what's your name? Traca Spratton.
6: In a striped jumpsuit from inside the Wake County Jail, 73-year-old Trika Spragans speaks to a judge. This case involves an
4: 11-year-old autistic child.
6: Last night, Spraggins was arrested by Raleigh police at her home on felony child abuse charges, stemming from incidents that occurred over the past several years.
4: I will tell you that in 15 years, I've never had a safe child tell me that the diagnosis for this child is child torture.
6: Warrants show in January of 2020, Spragans poured boiling water on the hip, buttocks and abdomen area of her nine-year-old grandson, causing blistering and scarring of the skin and that she refused to provide medical care for the burn inflicted. The burns were found in recent weeks as Spragans' daughter filed a domestic violence protection order against her mother.
4: It was so severe that Judge Hamadani called and reported to CPS immediately.
6: Spraggins was his legal guardian. The ADA says she told police she poured water on her grandson on accident, but admitted she didn't get him the care he needed. The assistant district attorney says that's not the only alleged abuse.
4: He was beaten with numerous
6: objects to include a
4: bat, sticks, hands, a metal shelf. Um, he was starved on numerous occasions.
6: Spragans' attorney said the allegations are false and stated in court today the boy had behavioral problems. Spragans remains in the Wake County Jail under a $325,000 bond. She has no prior criminal record. If convicted of these charges, she could face roughly 40 years in prison. Chelsea Donovan, WRAL News, Raleigh.
3: Oh, what a horrible story that is. A kid's game from Ikea is being recalled because it is a choking hazard. Five on your side found this recall involving Ikea's Blavengad fishing game. Small metal rivets can come off of this game and become a choking hazard for young children. About 25,000 have been sold at Ikea stores and online over the last six months. If you have one, call Ikea for a full refund. More destinations are coming to RDU International. This morning, Avello Airlines announced it is adding new flights to Florida's Space Coast this summer. Avello will start nonstop flights to Melbourne, Florida, on June 23rd. It will operate twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. RDU is now a hub for Avello, offering nonstop flights to 11 destinations. Meetup, Cat Campbell back with us. The uh Severe storms haven't gotten here yet, Kent, but the uh, the rain and the, the thunder and the lightning certainly have.
2: Yes, a lot of thunder and lightning within these storms. So if you have kids or pets that are scared of thunderstorms, just a heads up, uh, maybe a rough couple of hours. But once we get past 10 o'clock tonight, the storm threat quickly diminishes, which is good news. Maybe you'll be able to get a good night's sleep if you do have some scared kids or pets. Our HG Doppler Network, when we look at the radar, this is our next line of storms that we're going to be watching. It's a broken line. It's moving to the northeast at about. 30 miles per hour. And when you put the storm track on this for the potential for some 30 mile per hour wind gusts, and small hail. The timing for Siler City just after 7 30. So about 15 minutes from now, Carborough after eight o'clock around 8 15 for Carborough and Pittsburgh, Chapel Hill 8 21 in Durham just before 8 30. We'll continue to monitor these storms as they move in, but they have weakened some as they've approached Central North Carolina. Still some heavy rain, a lot of lightning and the potential for small hail. But back to the west in this region up into southern Virginia, we did have some larger hail earlier this afternoon. Once the sun sets, the energy in the atmosphere will gradually be decreasing, but we could see an uptick in coverage on the radar. The intensity of any storms would die down after about 10 o'clock and it would just be rain overnight. Still 81 and humid outside, but a drastic change coming our way. 47 degrees. That's the high on Saturday. That's actually our normal low this time of year. To put into perspective how chilly it's going to be. We get down to 40 for the low for Easter Sunday morning. But luckily on Sunday we do have improving weather. 59 partly cloudy and then 39 Sunday night. Saturday, it's gonna be a washout with those chilly temperatures. Cloudy skies continue, and a hundred percent chance for rain. Some of the rain gradually tapering off those Saturday night. Sunday looks pretty good. A 20% chance for rain in the morning. That would be in our southern counties. A little chilly to start. Factor in a jacket to your Easter Sunday outfits. By the time we get to noon, still mostly cloudy in many areas, but clearing for the afternoon. By 4 o'clock we should have a bright blue sky. 58 degrees. Temperatures a little warmer on Sunday. It's going to feel pretty good compared to those forties. Looking at our Easter Sunday forecast across the state highs in the fifties in the mountains at central North Carolina, upper fifties to lower sixties. If you are traveling to the coast, the showers could linger a little longer into the day. But I do think once you get to the afternoon, you'll see dry weather at the coast as well. Make sure any of your outdoor plans this weekend are on Sunday. That's going to be the best time to be out doing Easter egg hunts and things like that. Next couple of days, it's going to be tough to find time to be outside. You'd have better luck tomorrow compared to Saturday, especially with those temperatures. But tomorrow, a good day to be inside as well. Temperatures come crashing down all throughout the day, actually warmer in the morning than tomorrow afternoon. So keep the jackets and the umbrellas handy. Once we get to next week, we've got sunshine in store. We're going to need that to help dry out. We could see two to three inches of rain over the next couple of days.
3: That's why I made it a point to cut my grass today, Kat, so good I feel plan. good about that. Pay paid
2: attention all week to the forecast.
3: <laughs> I sure did. I mean, we Thank can you. help
2: you however we can.
3: There you go. All right. I know you guys are good at that. All right. If you rely on your phone's default weather app rather than using the W R E L weather app, you may want to reconsider. Many of those phone apps don't even have a meteorologist behind the data. That's just one of the reasons the W R E L weather app is superior, and we're a little biased. i got to be honest about that. But be sure to download it today ahead of this weekend's rainy weather. Still ahead, it's an exciting season for Hurricane fans, and now you can get your ticket to root them on in the playoffs. We'll have details after the break. The regular season is wrapping up, and the Carolina Hurricanes are looking ahead to the postseason. Tickets went on sale today for the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Canes earned their place in the playoffs last month, and they're close to clinching their division. The Canes will open up at home. You can buy tickets through Ticketmaster or the PNC box office. There are plenty of things to do with your family around Easter weekend. WRL Lifestyle editor Kathy Hanrahan has this week's Out and About picks.
6: My boyfriend, Batman. Everything is awesome at downtown Raleigh's first Friday celebration. Head to Moore Square for this monthly event featuring food trucks, a local market, and a free screening of the Lego movie. It's Easter weekend, and that means a few more egg hunts left to get some extra candy. Duke Homestead is hosting a free hunt on Saturday. Children will be divided into age groups. They will hunt for eggs and turn them in for prizes. Admission is free. Also on Saturday, Bond Brothers Beer Company will host a spring festival starting at noon. There will be food trucks, live music, and a special children's zone. The festival is free to attend. These are just a few ways to get out and about this weekend. Kathy Hanrahan WRAL News.
3: All right, this is the best story of the day. In case you needed a little smile, take a look at this. Some construction workers in North Hills took the time to make a little boy's day. You see, the crew's digging a hole with a backhoe. And when the arm swings over the boy's small dump truck, they fill it up with dirt. <laughs> what kid wouldn't want to love wouldn't want to be part of that? My my son loved the construction equipment. I know he'd be all over that. That's a sweet thing to do. And you know, he sat there and watched them dig that hole all day. <laughs> That's a pretty big dump truck for a kid. Thank you for watching. Make sure, you, make sure to join us tonight on 10 o'clock on Fox 50, 11 o'clock on WRL. And thank you for making WRL your choice for local news. Have a great night.
0: Watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere